0: Hey friend and welcome to the Intentional Productivity Podcast. This is for you working moms that want your day to intentionally reflect your priorities. I'm Joelle Cease, I know, it looks like Seuss, and I'm passionate about intentional priority time management. I want you to feel like your day is filled with what's most important to you. I'm so glad you're here with me and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, hello. Today's episode is on intentional health and fitness and as a health and fitness nut and a health and fitness coach for the past nine years, I wanted to teach and share with you guys my tips for health and fitness done the intentional productivity time management way. Because like I said, I've been doing this for nine years and I've seen ladies hit massive goals and milestones and transforms their minds, their bodies, and their lives because of taking charge of health and fitness. And I've seen and had other clients that do the typical on the bandwagon, off the bandwagon, on track, on track, off track. And really what I want to talk about today is my tips for you guys to not have health and fitness consume your whole life, but really be mindful and intentional about it because when you are treating your body right when you have more energy you will have more clarity to know what is important to you you will be able to get those things done you'll have the time the space and the energy for it so i wanted to share with you guys i have five tips for you today on intentional health and fitness my first tip is change one thing at a time not everything all at once so that's my first tip change one thing at a time, not everything all at once. I want you to pick one thing right now that you know is sabotaging your health goals, whether that is weight loss or whether that is energy in regards to nutrition. What is one thing that is sabotaging you? Just pick one. I know maybe you can think of five, but just pick one. Now, how can we change and exchange that so it's your only focus for the next 30 days a habit must be established before it can be improved upon now i'm going to give you a couple examples of what my clients have done that have worked for them in the past one that worked for her beautifully in the past was knowing that it's dinner and done that's from the to be mindset dinner and done she knew that after having dinner That if she ate anything after dinner, it was always junk and not out of genuine hunger. So she was like, the one thing I am going to change is not eating anything past dinner. Now that's a big one. That is a big one to shift and to change. And she did it. And she started seeing progress in her health and fitness. For me, one of the examples that I have really struggled with is when I started to think about cooking dinner. I am working from home. My kids are home with me full time in this season of life. So at around 3.30, 30, I would start having these sugar cravings, probably more towards 4.30. And I was like, what is happening? I would start going into the pantry, grabbing all of the snacks. And literally I was spoiling my dinner. You know how you like kind of lecture your kids sometimes? Like you can't have that because you're gonna spoil your dinner. I was spoiling my own dinner. I'd start snacking. I'd start having all of the things while I was cooking dinner. And then I'd cook dinner and not even want what I had prepared. So one thing I started doing was having some sort of beverage during like the 4.30 to 5.30 when I started cooking dinner. We eat dinner really early in my house. Now, when I said beverage, don't think like alcohol. <laughs> I like Zevia. Some people like bubbly or LaCroix or however you say it. I like Zevia. It is a stevia flavored um, sparkling water pop alternative. Another thing that I would start doing is is honestly just making a glass of ice cold water, putting a straw in it, or having my shake during that time. If I was craving something chocolatey, chocolatey I'd whip up a shake at like four o'clock and would sip on it while um, I was making dinner before dinner. That was my one habit. And when I changed that one habit, I focused on that one habit. I didn't focus about changing all the other bad habits that I thought of or that my clients think of just one thing at a time. And this is why when I am coaching a lot of people and my Fittish lifestyle, Course that I used to coach people through, I would always suggest working in thirds of the day. And what I mean by that is when you start on your nutritional journey in making healthier choices, pick the first third of the day and have a healthy eating plan for the first third of the day from the moment you wake up to when you have lunch have some things that are nutritious and healthy. I mean, eating healthy is not rocket science. You know that eggs and apple, some Ezekiel bread and peanut butter is better than bagel cream cheese and your sugary Starbucks drink. Like it's not rocket science to know what a healthy breakfast is versus something that is not going to fuel your body. Like think of God given, God created whole foods, right? So start with the first third of the day. And then when you have that down, go to the second third of the day. From the moment you wake up, still have that healthy habit rolling into lunch. And then make healthy choices at lunch, if you go out to lunch. Or start packing your own lunch and meal prepping a lunch. And then when you get home from work, you can have what your family's having. And then just get through in the habit and the routine of the first two thirds of the day and then when you've gotten your healthy habits your routine you have because this is what's going to happen to you and what you'll find with a lot of fitness people is we are creatures of habit we tend to eat the same things over and over my breakfast my lunch and my snacks are the same for a long period of time and then once i start getting sick of those things I'll switch it up but I like to have my meals on routine so I'm not using my brain space and having decision fatigue because of making all the choices that you need to make when it comes to meals that's just a silly waste of brain space to me and you'll I know for one of my really good friends her and her family have overnight overnight oats almost every morning because it is a simple system that keeps her Full, she it's delicious and she really loves it, and it works for her to keep that in the routine. Okay, and it just becomes a habit, it's something very consistent. And then when you've gotten through and you've got it down from the time you wake up to the time you get home, then start making healthy tweaks through that last third of the day. So, how I'm how that could really work, and for how it worked with a lot of my clients is for like. One week, focus on the first third of the day. That's usually the easiest part. And then for two weeks, focus on the two thirds of the day. And then on the third week, really make the energy and the effort to making it the whole day, making healthy and nourishing choices. That was a little extra tidbit health tip for you guys, but wanted to throw that in there. Second, establish the habit and then improved. I already talked about that early and it rolls perfectly with tip number one. This you could really relate to working out. So, oftentimes, I see women be like, okay, I'm going to start working out seven days a week, get on this really rigid workout and exercise plan, and then just completely not be able to keep up with it. And I'm using air quotes, but then completely fall off the wagon. In reality, I would love to see women say, my goal is to get in three days of working out today and have a little bit of outside activity every single day. Or I'm going to park far away when I have to park in a parking lot and I'm going to get in three bar workouts this week. Or I'm going to get in three weightlifting sessions at the gym or whatever it is. Like start small and then improve upon it once you've gotten in the habit and routine. And I remember hearing one woman say, cancel your gym membership. And when you start working out and being active three days a week without your gym membership, you earn it back. And I was like, that is such a cool concept and exactly right. Like establish the routine and then improve upon it. Third tip, have microscope and telescope goals, not in relation to size, a number, weight, or how your body looks. And what I mean by a microscope goal is something very short term that you are working towards, like it is very close and upfront. And a telescope goal is something that is very big very far away, but it is something that you deeply, deeply see. How I view this is when and if I am blessed to be a grandma someday, I want to be an active grandma. I want to be taking my grandkids on vacation. I want to be outside playing with them. I want to take them swimming in the lake. I want to be doing things with them. That is my telescope goal. And why I have that telescope goal is because my grandmother did those things with me. My mom does those things with my kids. I see other women that I admire doing that with their grandkids. And I'm like, yes, I I want that. And I know that microscopically, I need to see it as I need to work out and move my body in a way that is nourishing, that is going to be sustainable, that is going to serve my body for the long term and not beat it up. And that's where this amazing program of bar style training that I just started doing has come into play. I am noticing that even though I was lifting really heavy weights, my mobility, my flexibility were not good. And this program is challenging me to the max and I can see how moving in this way is beneficial today but it is also beneficial to my telescope goal and it is something that is kind and gentle but still really really great and this isn't to like push bar on anyone because trust me I used to make fun of women who went to bar as well I used to think like bar pilates zumbas like those aren't workouts you've got to lift heavy and you got to do intense cardio and you got to you know, get super, super sore every single time. That's just not the case for me anymore. I now see how the strength aspect is important. Cardio aspect is important, but also the flexibility, the mobility, the movement, the grace, the joy, the fun, all of that is a key component of fitness as well. And that's really what's in alignment with my goals because Those things that people often skip, like mobility, flexibility, those are the things that prevent injury. Fourth thing, don't overcomplicate it. Just like with nutrition, you know that having a salad that has tons of vegetables and a wonderful oil vinaigrette is a better choice than a fast food cheeseburger or an apple and peanut butter is a better option for fueling your body than hot Cheetos. Don't overcomplicate health and fitness. Another great tip that I have, this isn't one of my five, but when starting in your health and fitness journey, stop asking yourself, what do I want to eat? And ask yourself, how do I want to fuel myself? Or what would Joelle choose for me to eat? That is a really empowering question that my, I tell my clients to ask themselves is, what do you think I would want you to choose? And this is the thing. With eating salads and having vegetables and when going out to eat, my friends and I still will often choose a salad with wonderful dressing, or we will have piece of some type of protein paired with a carb and vegetable of choice. Like we still make healthier choices when we're out to eat, and that's because our taste buds are adapted to it. Don't overcomplicate things when it comes to fitness and nutrition. You don't need to spend hours in the gym. Simple movement every single day is wonderful. When it comes to nutrition, eat. God created nature created foods as wholesome as they were created to be. Tip number 5 last one. Start to get to know your hunger cues. There is a huge difference between being physically hungry and insulin resistance or your sh- your blood sugar crashing. There is a big difference between the two. And quite honestly, most americans never have felt genuine starvation. so when i hear somebody say i'm starving i'm like no my friend you're not. like we do not even know what starving feels like. i know it's just an expression and it's not worth getting like really upset about but truly saying that like we do not know true starvation. And so I challenge you to start timing in between your meals. What really opened my eyes to this was in September, I was doing a kind of intense plant-based detox. And part of the detox is a supplement regimen. And with the supplement regimen, you would eat your meal and you would have to wait at least two hours and then take your supplements, wait another duration of time, and then you could have the next meal. And what I found was I had been mindlessly snacking so much. When I would have, let's say, my breakfast, I never really was paying attention to the next time I ate. And what I mean by that is, is like, let's say you eat breakfast at 8am. That would mean not having anything to eat until 10 or 11 or maybe even 12 not snacking not consuming anything during that time when i did that i became so hyper aware of my habitual eating and how it was not genuine hunger because yeah the first like three to four days were pretty tough because i was breaking a habit but i was not genuinely hungry so i would encourage you to play around with this you know, a lot of women say, you know, if they eat dinner and don't have anything around 9 p.m., they're like, oh, I'm genuinely hungry. I challenge you to have a big glass of water and go to bed. Just try it for three to four days and see what day five, six, seven brings. And yes, if you still feel like genuine pain, hunger, nauseousness, like fatigue flu-like symptoms, then yes, your body is truly telling you to eat again. But we don't constantly want our body to be having these spikes in insulin of like I need something, I need energy, I need something to eat. Oh, I'll just send a cue that set, seems like hunger, but it's really not and your body just keeps and this is also science is also showing that when you're eating small meals like that, your digestion is just constantly at work. And when your digestion is constantly at work, it's not going to repair and giving, it's giving all of your energy to your digestion and can be causing harm and neglect in other areas of your body that do need that energy for the systems to heal or whatever it needs to do. And yes, you could coin this as intermittent fasting. I love intermittent fasting. I was not intermittent fasting when I was pregnant or newly postpartum with my boys. I really kind of was more in the intuitive eating, but that still aligned with tip number five is going along with my hunger cues. So those are my five tips for being intentional in your health and fitness this year. First thing, change one thing at a time, not everything all at once. Second, establish the habit and then improve upon it. Three, Have both microscope and telescope goals for your health and your fitness. Four, don't overcomplicate it. Five, really get to know your hunger cues. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you have health and fitness goals for 2020, I would love to coach you through them with the intentional productivity way. If your goal is to be intentional about your fitness and nutrition in 2020, my friend, let's chat. I have been an online health and fitness coach for nine years and I just wanted to quickly let you know that on January 13th, I am kicking off my first ever bar style fitness group. You've probably seen me doing clips of this on my Instagram and I used to make fun of ladies who went to bar, Zumba, Pilates, because I was all about lifting heavy, heavy weights. After having kids though, I'm finding I'm craving grace, love, fun, and feminine strength. I only have 25 spots open for this upcoming virtual challenge group and the spots are already filling. If you want the details about the program, what it's like to have me as your coach, just send me an Instagram direct message.